Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday the 4th of February and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. If you need to, you can always pause the slideshow here, read our disclaimer in full and if you're listening on a podcast, head on over to the website marcustoday.com.au and you can read the disclaimer there and you can sign up for a free 14-day trial if you're not yet a member of Marcus Today. All right, well, to say it was a wild night in the US is somewhat of an understatement. Uh, The Dow Jones closed 518 points down, 1.45%. So the dead cap bounce looks as if that is the way of things. 35,111 points. The Nasdaq, though, was where all the action was. The Nasdaq down 3.74%, 539 to 13,879. Of course, Facebook, or now known as Meta, was the major culprit there as it fell 26%. uh, A massive, massive fall in a very large component of the Nasdaq, obviously. But just to make matters very interesting. We've had results after hours in the likes of Amazon, Snap and Pinterest, which have been somewhat extraordinary to say the least. And the uh, the price rises there have been amazing. So it's going to be interesting to see how the NASDAQ futures kicks higher. We had Snap snapping up 50%, Pinterest up 28% and Amazon up 18%. So it is certainly a wild ride. And if you think that humans are doing that in the US, you are sadly mistaken. This is all the algos trading, everything connected to everything, and the market kicking uh, violently either side. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting day in the market. S&P 500 was down in the middle for diddle, down 2.44% or 111 or 112 points to 44.77. But again, you know, the Facebooks and that whole contingent of stocks that fell with it, Spotify as well, all part of that equation. But then on the balance after hours, results have been spectacular. At least the movements have been spectacular. Spy Futures fell 78 points or 1.12%. So it looks like we're going to get a hit first thing, 6,900 there. VIX index, despite all this volatility in individual stocks, despite all this volatility in the Dow with four days of gains, then a crack, and then uh, we still only have the VIX at 24, only up two points to 10.5%. So that is intriguing in itself is that we haven't seen a bigger spike in that VIX index. But certainly at the stock level, we are seeing extremes of volatility for a stock like Facebook or Meta rather to fall 26% is extraordinary. Uh, Apple was down 1.7, so they pretty much escaped. Uh, Google down 3.3, Microsoft down 3.8, Amazon was down 7.8% in normal trade and then up 18% after hours. Netflix was down 5.6%. US banks as well falling foul of the sell-off, but not hugely. Uh, JP Morgan down 0.8, Citigroup down 1.4, and Goldman down 1.1. Block, let's face it, Block is not one of the most favoured stocks out there, 
Uh, block was down 11% in the US. So that fall continues and that will drag down the whole buy now, pay later sector there. In commodities, we had Brent crude up 1.83%, for Brent crude. WTI up 2.28%, $2.01 to 90.27. So it looks like there's some money certainly plowing and hiding into the oil market at the moment. I noticed that London and New York traffic levels are back to pre-pandemic levels now. That didn't take long, did it? Uh, gold down at $6.20, 1804.10, down 0.34%. Iron ore uh, up uh, $4.20 in limited Asian trade, 145.95, up nearly 3%. In other commodities, copper down 0.12, nickel down 0.2, aluminium up 1.8, zinc down 0.6, lead down 2%, and tin down half a percent. In mining stocks, we had Freeport down 3%, Alcoa up nearly 6%, Tech down 1.3%, Anglo down 0.2%, Glencore up 0.25%, Albemarle down 2.9%, and Vale down one2 BHP in ADR terms, that's American Depository Receipts, was up 0.34%, Rio down 1.1%. The Aussie dollar pretty stable, around 71.39. Here you can see the S&P 500, just a one-way ticket to nowhere for the whole day. Really, It did try a little bit of a rally towards the close, but then uh, rolled over. But of course, we did have all those results dropping after hours, Snap, Pinterest and Amazon. Uh, so uh, where it uh, goes from here on the futures market, I guess, is anybody's guess at the moment. But certainly, it may be enough to stem the red blood that's looking more and more like a Game of Thrones episode, the Red Wedding at the moment, especially for Facebook, or rather Meta. I bet they wish they'd never changed their name. But certainly their business model under some pressure from the likes of TikTok streaming services as well. And as many users of Facebook will probably know, the only people using it nowadays are oldies and the young kids have moved on, Instagram, TikTok and the like. Major stories last night uh, where we talked tech woes. Uh, the Bank of England has hiked rates for its first back-to-back rise since 2004. More on that today in Henry's Take, talking about what's happening in my old blighty in the old country. Uh, Bank of England up by uh, 0.25 of a percent now to half a percent. So it's uh, looking nasty there for their economy. And Boris Johnson also had uh, four of his senior aides resign last night as well. The ECB, though, Christine Lagarde, is under pressure to acknowledge inflation risks, but no policy change is expected today. So we haven't seen any change from Christine Lagarde, but uh, certainly under some pressure, European inflation is hitting highs again, uh, as is US and UK inflation. So uh, there are certainly some pressures on her to raise rates, or at least talk about raising rates. And interestingly, Janet Yellen acknowledged that that using the term transitory was a mistake. Now, you can forgive them for using it once, maybe twice, but using it for the last year was certainly a big, big mistake. Uh, The Bank of Japan's deputy governor says premature to tighten monetary policy now, and the RBA sees hiking rates as early as June, with most economists seeing cash rate at 1% to 1.5%. By December 2023, there's some in the U.S. saying that the U.S. rates will be 2% by the end of this year. And the Bank of Canada, which is their economy, is as similar to ours. Is uh, They're 
chief there, McLean, is uncertain about how quickly will inflation moderate as supply chains work through the bottlenecks. Brazil, rate rises there, another 150 basis point rate hikes, but says it's ready to slow pace of tightening if it needs to. And Yellen has said that uh, she sees US inflation moderating by year end. The European zone composite PMI slows due to the effects of Omicron on services sector. And the UK PMI shows upbeat growth projections and record inflation. So the US-UK economy in some troubles at the moment. What to expect today? Well, to be honest, it could do anything today, given that we have got that uh, big fall in SPY futures with a 78-point fall, at least uh, from the SPY futures. But those results after hours may give us some pause for some optimism creeping back in. We also have the Statement of Monetary Policy, which is scheduled to be released at 11.30 a.m. by the RBA. So that is going to be interesting there as well. Uh, we have, Of course, it's been a big week for the RBA with their board meeting on Tuesday. Phil Lowe fronting the press council on uh, the press club on Wednesday and now the Statement of Monetary Policy today. But 78 points could well be a little bit on the low side, but having said that, uh, there certainly is going to be some more problems for our tech sector, which is going to probably be infected by the same issues that Meta has at the moment. It's more a sentiment thing than a business thing, but certainly sentiment has driven the sector up and it's probably going to drive it down. The 10%, 11% fall in Square feeding through to Afterpay or SQ2 here is not really going to help the sector either with Zip, etc. suffering from that. So I would expect to see our tech sector under pressure again. Resources could be the one decent uh, shining light, especially the iron ore space and the energy space, although it's likely to see lithium and battery tech maybe come under a little bit of pressure again today. Banks should hold relatively firm. The Westpac numbers are being analysed, of course, by the analysts at the moment, but they do look relatively solid. And I have got a bit of a rant on the banks in Henry's take today if you're interested in my thoughts on the banking sector. As far as the yield goes, here is uh, 1.86%, so still relatively stable. Germany, though, look at that, 0.14%. It was negative at the beginning of this week, so we've seen inflation rise across the eurozone, and uh, that bond yield in the 10 years in Germany has picked up quite considerably. Now, positive 0.14%. US, 10 years, 1.82%. In company-specific stuff, uh, Gemworth is primed for some capital management this reporting season. According to analysts, it reports on February the 25th and has around $300 million in cash reserves. And the CBA is backing a new startup, which is hoped will help first home buyers. And the National Australia Bank chief is confident spending will recover quickly after Omicron. REIT mergers are back on the agenda to grow assets under management. We've already seen Charter Hall pounce on Irongate, so it looks like we could see more of those. And Aluca looks to demerge its Sierra Leone mine. And we've seen Janus Henderson results out this morning. Relatively solid management buyout of subsidiary also happening. Of course, yesterday we did see some big uh, falls in some of the money managers. The likes of Magellan was under serious pressure as uh, Hamish Douglas fronted a Morningstar conference and was uh, suggesting that people should look through the noise. Uh, Of course, it didn't help that he was a big holder of Meta, uh, which did fall then 25%. So that 
I've got a bit more egg on Hamish's face at the moment. There are also rumours that Chris McKay was coming back to be the CEO. And we have got News Corp numbers out this morning. Q2 earnings, revenue up 13% to $2.72 billion. Net income, 262 versus 261, so pretty steady. But the digital business and the Dow Jones business going like gangbusters at the moment. Digital real estate business going very, very well for news. So that's interesting. Keep an eye on that one today. Question of the day today. You know we do a lot of uh, Ask the Analysts, and we've got one coming up next Friday at 5.30. You can register on the website. But I have been thinking that maybe we need to do a physical Ask the Analyst and an in-person meeting. One of the members suggested this on an email <clears throat> that maybe we have a venue and we get members together and they can have a beer and a glass of red and we can have a chat and nothing particularly formal but uh, just uh, it's good to put names and faces together and chat about issues of the day and some of the stocks that people are interested in. So would this be something that interests you? Obviously, COVID and Omicron at the moment is uh, prohibiting that a little bit, but uh, would it certainly be something that would be of interest to you? Very informal, no presentations, no hard sell, just an opportunity to meet fellow members and talk about stocks in real life, as they say, IRL. That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights over there. As usual, it's a fabulous group, 3,500 members. Members helping members is our motto. And don't forget, there are three other streams of podcasts that you can listen to. The Marcus Strategy Podcast, the On The Desk Podcast, and the On The Couch Podcast. And next week, I'm getting Marcus on the couch. So it's your opportunity to ask him any questions you like. I'm going to put them to him live, see if I can make him squirm as much as uh, Scott Morrison was made squirm, squirmed at the press club on, when was it, Tuesday? Feels like a lifetime ago, given the volatility in the market. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. If you're not yet a member of Marcus Today, head on over to marcustoday.com.au and you can sign up for a free two-week trial. Otherwise, have a great weekend and hope the volatility doesn't bite too hard.